Welcome to The Output Habit, a podcast aimed at helping you go from thinking about things to actually doing something about it. I know you've got great ideas. I believe everybody does. Now let's make something happen. Welcome to episode three of The Output Habit. At some point, I'll probably stop saying the number of the episode at the beginning of, of each podcast here. Um, but for now, it's kind of become my go-to. Um, but I hope to develop a more refined style as I continue to get better at this. Uh, this is, again, coming from my car uh, as I continue to, to find time uh, in my day and in my week to be able to, to podcast. This is actually a, a bit of an homage to uh, Darren Doan uh, and the Donecast, uh, his truck cast episodes. Um, are really what inspired me to um, to recognize that I I do have the time to do a podcast, and if nothing else, I can uh, I can find a time uh, when I'm driving in my car uh, to record these, and uh, and that's okay. You know, the audio quality might not be the best, might not be the greatest, um, but I'm still going to be understandable. I'm still going to be able to get my thoughts out, and it's better than nothing. Um, and so that's that goes back to episode one, and that's just just start, uh, just start getting something out there, um, whatever kind of of output, um, whatever kind of output habit uh, you're trying to develop, uh, whatever you're trying to create, whatever you're trying to, to put out there to be of service to other people, uh, just get some kind of product service out there in whatever form that that you're able to at the time, and then work on making it better. Um, and so that's that's the uh, um, that's what I'm trying to practice. Uh, I'm preaching it now, but I'm trying to learn to put that into practice. I've become convinced that that's that's true, that that's the case. And so, uh, with that lengthy introduction, want to get into today's uh, topic, um, and uh, I want to come back around to uh, my journey as someone who has primarily been in ministry. Uh, I worked for a nonprofit uh, youth ministry for 11 years uh, before um, uh, before becoming a, a a pastor at a church. You know, going from a parachurch ministry situation to now a, a local church ministry context. Um, but my whole my whole career has been involved in, in youth ministry. I got involved in in youth ministry um, not for the money. Um, not because I thought that I would um, be able to make a great income as a, as a youth pastor. And even as far as, as ministry goes, um, you know, youth pastors don't make as much as, as senior pastors or executive pastors. Um, that's, that's just typically the way that it goes. Um, and no, no arguments, no uh, squabbles from me on that. Um, and I was, I was prepared to just accept that uh, and recognize that you know, people don't go into ministry to make money, they go into ministry to make a difference, and that's and that's what I wanted to do. Is I looked at all the different things that I could do. You know, there were a lot of things that could make a lot of money, but I had also could see myself being very miserable doing a lot of that for 40, 60, 80 plus hours a week uh, to be able to to do that. Um, but when I I started to get into uh, youth ministry. Uh, I worked at uh, at a, a camp in the summers while I was in, in college, working a lot with uh, middle school students and high school students, uh, and just recognizing that I had just recently come through that phase in life myself, and knowing that there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of difficulties as a person learns to um, 
make the transition from being a child to an adult, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to figure out. And, you know, I knew that there were a lot of people, uh, young people growing up in the church and losing their faith. And, um, when they, when they got into college and I, I knew that, that something needed to be done about that. Uh, and I thought that that was uh, a really important age to be working with. And, and that's something that I realized that I had a passion for. So I wanted to make a difference in the world by helping young people as they're making that transition, wrestle through the tough questions that start to come up as you start to bump into adult issues, you know, heavy things of life. And, and recognize that the, the Bible has things to say about that. And when, when people don't, um, you know, find the answers that they're looking for at those young age, young ages, and, and when they, um, they feel like the, the, the Bible is insufficient to address the things that they're seeing, the things that they're facing, the things that they're feeling, uh, they, you know, they, they let go of it. They let go of their, their childhood faith or the faith of, of their parents because uh, it never really became their own because it never really matured. So I wanted to, I wanted to make a difference that way. And so that's why I went into ministry. Uh, but as I had a, um, as I got married and, and started to have a family myself and recognized that, and, you know, taking care of physical needs, if only for my own family, is an important thing. You know, I recognized that I needed to, to find a way, a legitimate, honest way to make more money, to make more income, not again for selfish reasons, you know, but for output reasons, because I wanted to uh, produce more to take care of my family. We wanted to have more kids than less. Uh, and so I, I needed to be able to um, add value and, and, and to uh, develop output, not just in the realm of ministry, but also in the realm of, of business. Um, and that was something that I hadn't spent a lot of time um, cultivating skills in that area, uh, because in, in, in my mind, business was something that that wasn't for me, that that wasn't something that, that I should be involved in because I'm in ministry. And when you're in ministry, you focus on on other people. You don't focus on, on yourself. You don't worry about how much money you're going to make. Uh, at least that was that was the stereotype that I bought into. And I'm not even really sure where that came from. Nobody, nobody said that to me. Nobody explained that to me. Um, but it's just kind of what I ended up adopting for some reason. A motorcycle gang going by there. I'm not sure if you heard that. That's kind of cool. But as I tried to make this transition into into business, um, I, I I got really caught up, you know, in trying to figure out like how is this how is going to work, especially from a, a brand standpoint or a reputation standpoint of you know how am I going to start adding value to people in a in a physical way in in a business context when everybody knows me as someone who's in ministry um, and and I ended up projecting a lot of my own. Um, thoughts on that onto other people and, and just assume that because I kind of had this cognitive dissonance that, you know, business, ministry, like these things don't fit, that other people would view me that way as well, which of course is not fair to them to take my own ideas and project them onto other people. But once I, I realized that everything is about service, um, that everything, that, that, that the, the golden rule applies not just to ministry, not just to private, you know, personal interaction as I interact with my family members, as I interact with neighbors and, and, and friends, that I should, um, just from a private, personal standpoint, 
Uh, I should treat other people that way, um, but I should also do so in a ministry context. I should also do so in a business context, and that's also the way it's supposed to work in, in, in politics and these other areas that business is just another way to serve people. And so when, when I say that everything is ministry uh, or is supposed to be about ministry until it breaks down because of selfishness, um, that business is just another ministry. Politics is another ministry. I mean, we even you know, refer to politicians as, as minister at times, you know, prime minister uh, in other countries. Have they, it's an administration uh, of, of service, of, of serving, you know, being a public servant. You know, these are, are terms that we already use. Uh, I think that, that business is perhaps the, the least likely uh, area that we kind of tend to think of, of as, as service. Um, but, you know, when you think about serving customers, um, you know, at, at a restaurant, you, know, you have a server, somebody who's serving food. Um, but that's really what all business is supposed to be about. When you, when, when you serve people really, really well, people are going to want to compensate you for, for what you've done. Um, and, and so you've, you've earned, you know, those wages if you've served people well. Um, and so when I recognize that, you know, one of the, the basic laws of business, you know, especially when it came to compensation, was that, you know, somebody's compensation is directly related to how well they serve people and how many people that they serve. Um, that really just changed the game for me. That, that comes from a book called The Go-Giver. Um, you know, when, when I read that book, it's kind of like a light bulb went off for me. And it really helped me start to think um, in a more productive way when it came to, to business and to reconciling um, my role as a minister, my role as someone who runs a business, that it's just another way to, to serve people. And, 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 and the, the, the misconception that business and church shouldn't, shouldn't mix. You know, there, there are you know, large churches that adopt what's called a, a business model. And, and there's a lot of people that speak negatively about that because they feel like um, those churches are only about, um, only about attendance and giving. You know, they, they, they've got that business mindset of just thinking about the bottom line. Uh, well, that's, if that has become a church's mentality, then that's a breakdown. That's a breakdown in, in, a, in a church setting, in a ministry setting, that even, even a church, even a nonprofit, uh, even a ministry can, can get um, unhealthy in the way that, it, that, that they are thinking, in the way that they're operating. A pastor can be selfish. A pastor can be greedy. It's not just businessmen who can do that. Um, you know, there are many pastors that struggle with, um, you know, struggle with the, the, uh, the pressure uh, to be the expert, who, who struggle with the temptation to focus on their own fame or, or, or their, own, um, uh, their own reputation. And, and so the way that they operate is, is about, you know, making people think highly of them, you know, and, and they, you know, they can get very pharisaical. You know, the Pharisees were all about religious activity, um, but it was, for the, it was for, the, um, for the purpose of making people think that they were great and that they would receive more attention and they would receive, you know, praise from people. Um, and so as a pastor, you know, you can definitely fall into... Um, the unhealthy pattern of of doing things and saying things and ministering in a way where you're just looking to to get credit, um, you know, for ostensibly 
good things, you know, get credit for being a humble person, get, get credit for, for being a, a spiritual leader, for, for being insightful, for being a, a, good pre- a good preacher, a good expositor of the word. Um, but but that's, that's a temptation that, that happens for pastors, it happens for, for business owners, it happens for politicians, where you let yourself get in the way of the ministry. You let yourself get in the way of the service, and it, and it no longer becomes about the congregation. It no longer becomes about the voters, the constituents. It no longer becomes about the customers. It becomes about you, your reputation, your power, your prestige, your, your, your money, your income. Um, and so I, I realized that it, it, it's all the same game with just a different name. Um, the, and, and, and the game is to serve people. The, the game is to, um, to bless other people with my skills, with my abilities, with my ideas. Uh, and and it, that the better I do that, the better off that I'm going to be. You know, it, it's the law of sowing and reaping. Uh, that as, as you sow, so shall you reap. If I sow well into other people, then I'm, I'm going to gain. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be compensated. Um, not always monetarily. It's not, it's, again, it's not always about money. Um, but the, the Bible is very clear that as you um, treat other people well, as you're generous, as, as you focus on, on giving, on providing service, on meeting other people's needs, then you will be taken care of and, and, and you will do well. You will be successful. Um, you know, Proverbs talks about um, a man who is skilled in his work will serve before kings. And so there is the side effect of, of a high income, of recognition, of receiving honor. Um, these things do happen. You know, Jesus said that whoever would be greatest among you would be the servant of many or the servant of all. Uh, and so, again, it goes back to that law of compensation. How many people do you serve and how well do you serve them? You know, that's going to require humility. To, to really serve them. It, it, it's not going to be about you. It's going to be about them. But in the process, um, you will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. Um, and, and there is even a, a greatness that is recognized even here on earth. You know, the, the people that we look up to, the people that we aspire to, are those who uh, have made sacrifices, are those who spent their lives trying to serve people well. And, uh, and that's something that, that I want to that I want to aspire to as well and, uh, and, and no longer um, dismiss um, different contexts of life. You know, they're, they're, all, they're all fair game because, uh, again, it, it's all the same game um, with, with, with just a different name. You know, ministry, business, politics, it's all the same game. Serve people, love them well, and, and you'll be taken care of one way or another. So that's, that's the output habit for this week. Hope you guys have a good weekend. Hey, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If I was able to serve you in any way, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with a procrastinator or an overthinker who you might know.